Now, yesterday on the podcast, we were talking about confusion, weren't we? And uh, with that sweet company, the German confectionery company. And hopefully you understood what it was that I was talking about, taking you through step by step, uh, slowly, slowly, catchy monkey, and, and talking about potential intonation confusion. When you intonate incorrectly, it can change the sense of the whole sentence. We're kind of going back to where we were talking about about uh, four or five weeks ago, but with an actual news example this time. We've got a couple more news examples for you today as well. Um in a news item about the earthquake in Kashmir in Pakistan, one presenter said that she was going to speak to someone who was in the country at the time of the earthquake. Hmm, what's wrong with that? She highlighted the word country, which, which made it seem as though the reporter had gone off to a quiet rural retreat. The, the new and newsworthy information is that the person being spoken to was actually an eyewitness – they they experienced what happened. And so the phrase that needed to be highlighted was that they were there at the time. Yeah? Let me give you those two interpretations again. Now we're going to be speaking to someone who was in the country at the time of the earthquake. No. It sounds as though they were out in the countryside. Wrong. This is better. So Now we're going to be speaking to someone who was in the country at the time of the earthquake. That's better, isn't it? It has much more relevance. It is much more correct. Some people may also lift the word in, saying someone was in the country. Hmm. By highlighting in, it gives the impression that the person is usually out, yeah, because of the contrasts, the rule that we had a few weeks ago. By highlighting the word in, it gives the impression that the person is usually not there. But the significance of the story and crossing to that reporter is that they were there at the time. Someone who was in the country at the time of the earthquake? Mm, not good. This is better. Someone who was in the country at the time of the earthquake? Yeah. That's it. So you've got to understand the significance of the story. You've got to understand why the sentence has been written that way. Here's another example for you. Her parents say Adele had made several calls to police about her boyfriend's violence, but nothing ever happened. Police say there's no record of any such call being received. So let's concentrate on who's making these contradictory claims. Her parents say... Now, bearing in mind that this section seems to come from a longer report about the disappearance of Adele, so she has been introduced to the listeners already, but this is the first time of her parents being mentioned, so we need to lift parents. Her parents say Adele made several calls to... And then we've got what police say. And and, and police say, and, and parents saying something is, is balanced with the police saying something else, isn't it? Yeah? Her parents say this, police say that. So... Here's those two sentences together. OK, here we go with that. Her parents say Adele made several calls to police about her boyfriend's violence, but nothing ever happened. Police say there's no record of any such call being received. Hmm. I think that's about good. But consider the inference you're making if you colour the word say in either case. You appear to be disbelieving or possibly even snide with what you're saying. 
A more conversational example might be along the lines of, Susan says she didn't take my phone, but I don't believe her. Yeah. So if you highlight the word says, you're suggesting disbelief. And that could be totally wrong. Let's read that sentence again by intonating incorrectly the word says. And you'll get a completely different understanding of what the story is about. Her parents say Adele had made several calls to police about her boyfriend's violence, but nothing ever happened. Police say there's no record of any such call being received. Yeah, It casts doubt on what police are saying. Tomorrow, key step nine in intonating correctly and conversationally as Get A Better Broadcast podcast and video voice continues. From London, I'm Peter Stewart. <laughs> 